Slack had a big week, PlayStation pricing is a topic, and Edge, well, it's rolling out. Happy Friday, friends. It has been a somber week across the tech blogosphere, if you will, but we are going to just dive into the headlines and hopefully your week was good and it's on the up and up. And uh, kicking things off here was actually something announced yesterday. Slack, which is a primary competitor of Teams, and you could probably even say Zoom, had a significant announcement, a significant announcement. They are working closer with Amazon. Now, Amazon is actually the company that supports Slack on the back end, right? They use AWS and Slack runs on AWS. And Slack is actually committed to paying Amazon something like $400 million over the next five years. But the big announcement here is that Slack is going to start using Amazon's Chime for its voice and video calling services, meaning they are getting integrated. Now, on the other side, Slack is going to be an option for Amazon employees to use for chat. This is a big win for both companies. One, Slack gets another massive customer, right? Slack is used by IBM. IBM still has like 300,000 employees who are all using Slack in some capacity or at least have access to it. Amazon obviously has hundreds of thousands of employees who are now going to be able to use Slack if they want. And then people using Slack will be able to use Chime, which is Amazon's internal and it was kind of homegrown service for voice and video calling. And so bringing these two together is actually a pretty good marriage of features and functionality and both companies are going to seem to win here. This is really good news if honestly if you're using Zoom or if you're using Teams as an end customer and probably probably not as an investor, but we're not going to go there. Reason being is that if as these services get better, Microsoft has to move faster or Zoom has to move faster. Case in point, Microsoft is working on 49 person video calling or what Zoom has is seven by seven grids. Microsoft currently offers three by three grids. Microsoft is soon going to offer seven by seven grids because Zoom has it. Well, Teams needs to have it and then Slack or whatever Chime will soon have it or whatever you want to talk about. But that is a perfect example of where competing products help bolster the entire ecosystem of chat and communication services among these juggernauts. So that is just, that's a huge announcement because it's really going to give, again, Slack some more ammo uh, to help continuing to build out their features and services. It also kind of increases the rumor that uh, Amazon might just buy Slack. We haven't heard that officially and, and considering the scrutiny that Amazon is under these days um, from federal regulators, they may not jump on it right away, but it definitely seems like, hey, if a company is going to be snatching up Slack, Amazon is probably pretty high up on that list as they slowly build out a product productivity portfolio that competes with things like Microsoft Office and also G Suite. So that is pretty big news. Other big news is that Microsoft is now rolling out Edge, you know, that browser we've talked about for a little while. Uh, it's now ready for prime time and they are now starting to rolling out to select SKUs across the internet. So if you suddenly see a new Edge icon on your machine, know that it came via Windows Update and as Microsoft starts to force that down your throat. And um, it's honestly, it's a really good browser. If you are, have preconceived notions about what Edge is from the previous version of Edge, I really think they should have rebranded this thing. That being said, um, it's a good browser. I mean, it's based on Chrome. You just get some Microsoft side features to it. Uh, it's all starting to come together quite nicely, if you will. Speaking of browsers, Google is being sued, by the way. Um, companies get sued all the time, but this seems to be a little bit bigger. That When you go into incognito and Chrome, Google was still kind of tracking you, even though it said it wasn't tracking you. So keep all that in mind. Um, so just kind of, you know, maybe, maybe use Edge. Also speaking of browsers, Brave, which is a popular choice for people who are very conscious about their security or online footprint, if you will, is saying that they now have 15 million users. So if you 
don't want to use Chrome because of they're getting sued for privacy tracking, and you don't want to use Edge because, well, you just don't like Microsoft. Brave might be a really good option. Now, Firefox is also up there too, not discounting them, but Brave is also another good choice. Um, there's lots of browsers that you can choose from, and that is all the good stuff. Jumping over to gaming for a minute. So earlier this week, I got my hands on Project Mercury and I slightly misspoke a little bit. It's not actually coming to the PC. This is the revamped game uh, experience or browsing catalog store on the Xbox console here. And for those of you who are listening on uh, or watching on YouTube, you can see what I'm looking at here. And I did the video about this. You can see the whole replay uh, to scroll back on the channel. But the highlights include, hey, it works really well. It looks really good. I think this is going to be a good feature. I'm really jazzed about the Game Pass functionality, uh, just calling it out, making it very easy for those like myself who are paying for Game Pass, just making it easier to find the content that you already have access to for free. And so look for Project Mercury coming here soon. It's not completely done. There's still some definitely some bugs in the experience, but it looks like Microsoft is getting close to rolling that out. Now, on the other side, PlayStation has started to talk very vaguely about their pricing. They've come out and said, hey, this thing is probably going to be more expensive um, than maybe you might think. And so we we don't know the whole story here. And we don't know if they're just trying to play some mind games, which I, I really don't think they're playing some mind games here. And going to say, hey, look, it's going to be more expensive than match last gen's pricing. All that being said, if the PlayStation console is going to be expensive... Microsoft console, in theory, would have to be more expensive, at least on a bill of materials, meaning the actual cost to produce this thing is going to be more than the PlayStation, because we already know it has more power than the PlayStation 5. The Series X is going to be the power king, there's no disputing that at this point. Which means, is the Xbox Series X going to actually cost more than a PlayStation 5? I don't personally think Microsoft is going to actually charge more money than the PlayStation 5. I think they know the risks of doing that. And I don't think that they're going to do that. I, I, I don't have any inside information. I don't even know if Microsoft has fully locked down pricing yet, personally, just because there's been this back and forth of like, we need to see what PlayStation is doing so we can price the Series X correctly. And Microsoft is being aggressive here. We, we know that they're being aggressive here because they went just hog wild on the specs to the best of their ability, uh, being within reason. And so they're looking and trying to figure out what Sony's going to do so that they can price appropriately. It's a big cat and mouse game as everybody is waiting uh, back and forth about what is going on. So just keep in mind that these consoles are going to be more expensive than traditionally we are accustomed to. I personally think $499 is going to be a price point that we are definitely going to see uh, potentially for both consoles. If not, at least one of them will be hitting that price point. I'd love to know what you guys would actually pay. Like what's the upper bound? What is the most that somebody would pay for an Xbox Series X? Me personally, I I think my top end would be about $599. I think that is about as high as I would feel comfortable going um, for a game console. I'd have, they'd have to like bundle in, I don't know, like Game Pass or something with it when it launches uh, to, to increase that perceived value. But we will see. Maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they'll charge $4.99 and say, look, you get a year of Game Pass, so you can just buy this console. We have a year of gaming on us, all the great games. Not a bad pitch, if I'm honest. Not a bad pitch. All right, jumping over to the question, Ross Finney says, Hey Brad, apart from the Surface Hub webcam, do you know if Microsoft has any plans to release new 4K webcams as the LifeCam range is really old now? First off, do not even look at the LifeCam range. They are so outdated. Just do not, just don't even go there. Don't go there. The two webcams you should potentially look at if you need one right now, but, but good luck, we'll get to that in a second, is the Logitech Brio or the Logitech C920. The C920 pre-pandemic you could get for around 50 60 bucks and it's a great webcam for the price the problem is that since everyone started working from home all these webcams got snatched up and it's still 
relatively hard to find one. Now, is Microsoft still building one? It was under my impression that yes, they were. Now, I don't know if them canceling the original Surface Hub 2X um, is gonna play into that at all. I don't think so, because I think the 2S still uses the exact same USB-C webcam, but we will have to wait and see. Uh, second question is, is Throt.com gonna get a similar makeover to Petri.com, which is looking really great? Um, I don't, not, Petri is a totally different beast um, than than Throt, so it's not it's not in our objective right now to match the the Petri.com style to what is on Throt.com. That is not in the immediate future right now. Uh, Sydney 2K says, "Hey Brad, uh, did we learn anything new about the progress of Windows Core OS at Build last week?" Nope. <laughs> No, we really, we really didn't. I mean, we saw some things with Project Reunion, but that's not really tied to it in any direct capacity. So, uh, no, Microsoft was extremely quiet about it, almost intentionally uh, extremely quiet about it. Eisner says, I'm ready to buy a new pair of headphones and asking Paul on his thoughts on different True Wireless a couple weeks ago, I, but I have more questions. Will True Wireless headphones work with the Xbox One via a 3.5 millimeter Bluetooth adapter? And if so, do you think that will work uh, or will the latency be too high? I would not go that route personally. I, I You're gonna, it probably will work but I don't think you want to go that route. Like if you are looking for a pair of headphones that are going to work with the Xbox Series X and your PC and your phone, we need to wait. I've been harping on this for a while. Microsoft has not come out cleanly enough and said what the audio connectivity is going to be on the Series X. That's the reason why I have, I have not bought the service headphones too, although I'm interested. But if they don't work with the Series X, I'm not gonna buy them. I do need a new pair of wireless headphones much like yourself, but we have to wait and see and get official word from Microsoft about what is and is not going to work. I would not try to do it um, with with the Bluetooth adapters and all that stuff because the latency, you're introducing too many different things. And even if it's off, let's just say it introduced five milliseconds of latency. Not a lot, but in first person shooters, that is kind of a lot. So uh, Brother Nod says, I'm aware I'm in the minority here, but I was obsessed with the idea of smart glass when Xbox One launched. I love the, uh, the immersion that came with Dead Rising and using a real cell phone would ring and you get guidance from in-game characters. I also drooled over the idea from Ubisoft or Ubisoft uh, where I could help a friend on the division mission on my cell phone as a drone while they played the full game experience. Uh, I think anything like that, think anything like that will come back. I'm not going to say it's not going to come back, but I haven't heard that it's actually back on the agenda yet. The biggest reason being is that it was a lot of overhead for developers and developers are very finicky about introducing features that they know aren't going to be a huge success. Look at Kinect, for example. Kinect shipped in the box with all the Xbox Ones, and initial support for it was just terrible. And so I don't think we're going to initially see it. Game developers still, I believe, have access to do it if they want, but I don't think it's going to be a priority right now. And then he says, with no new controller features for the Series X, not true, by the way, not true. There are new features. One, there's a new share button, um, and also they've made some updates to the internals, right, that are going to improve the latency or reduce the latency, I should say. And they've also made it slightly smaller. So it, it, while it is a minor refresh, it's unfair to say that there aren't any updates. Is there any hope for, uh, for new gameplay experiences that were not possible on the current generations? I'm afraid Xbox is becoming stale like PC as they're moving only to innovating on new processing power. Well, you got to give it some time. First off, you got to remember that there's also upgraded... Um, uh, haptic feedback, or not haptic feedback, but the vibrating motors in there are, can be more sensitive and aligned to different features on the controller and different functionality. So it's a lot of it's up to the developer to enable these things. Smart Glass is a perfect example. Like 
Microsoft can only introduce the baseline stuff. It's up to the developers to find unique and innovative ways to do this stuff. I'm not expecting anything crazy on the controller front. I'm really not, at least not at this point, until they maybe introduce like an Elite Series 3, something like that. But even then, you can't you can't put a, a line in the sand between two types of players on the console. So um, nothing crazy, but there are updates to the controller, though. Uh, Crest Pet says, I'm a long-time listener, but I'm asking my first question today. Well, thanks for tuning in. Very much appreciate that. Uh, keep up the great work. Thanks. We need the positive reinforcement this week. Everybody does. Everybody's having a good week, hopefully. But we all know that's not true. Uh, here's my question. What will be the story to play xCloud on TVs? Mobile and imminent availability on Windows are known for now, but I believe Microsoft has not said how players will be able to play on TVs. Do you expect a Chromecast-style type device, or rather controller connectivity via Bluetooth and native smart TV apps? You're right. So what he's talking about here is if you have a TV like this, and you have no console, and you have an Xbox controller, how do you play? How, how does somebody turn this into an xCloud device? There's a couple ways. One, you could potentially stream it from your phone to the TV. There is latency issues there. I have seen um, battle plans, if you will, for xCloud that include putting native apps on TVs. That is one of the places Microsoft wants to go. You open it up, just like there's on the newer LG TV, my C9 out there, there's an iTunes app. You can put an xCloud app on there. Microsoft, that is their plan. Whether or not the how whether or not and how they execute that is a totally different story, but that is one thing that Microsoft is potentially pursuing. I'm not sure if they're going to get back into the dongle game. They had Hobart many, many years ago that was a very similar idea. I'm not saying that they aren't going to do that, but I think Microsoft's going to tread cautiously here because the, the market for TV dongles is way saturated at this point. You've got Apple TV, you've got Roku's, you've got Amazon's, you've got Chromecast. You've, the, the choices are endless. What I could see Microsoft doing, though, is putting apps on Chromecast, putting apps on Apple TV, putting apps uh, on Roku, and, and doing all that and helping to get the stuff connected up here. So, uh, Michael Muni says, uh, one, uh, his question is, is, with all the desktops out of use, has Microsoft usage numbers changed any? Well, I'm not quite sure that's true. It's an interesting question. So we're looking at usage numbers of, I'm assuming, Windows OS and all that good stuff. Interesting thought. The reason why I say I'm not quite sure it's going to be too much of a change is we look at things like Teams. Teams, Microsoft said, has 75 million daily active users. Numbers potentially higher now. We don't quite know, but they're definitely seeing an uptick in usage. All that's really happened is people went from using PCs at work to using PCs at home. I'm sure there are absolutely people who are using computers less, but Microsoft has not come out and said anything explicitly about usage being up or down across the Windows world. So with all that said, folks, very much appreciate the questions, hanging out this week, having a good time. Hopefully you will have a wonderful wonderful weekend and we'll catch all of you right back here next time.